sorry, I've chocolate in my mouth, man. Uh, talk about a time change, huh? Fucking four hours in the difference now. We're not that far apart. No, we're not. Um, yeah, you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, my name's uh, Mike G. I'm an alcoholic. Currently in Atlanta, Georgia. Nice. Everyone's favorite uh, G. Is there another G? Anyone else? I've met one or two. Uh, yeah. I don't find them uh, as interesting or as uh, or as humble, but you know, it's all good. When the like, letters get associated, like, obviously there's Joe C and Gen B or whatever, and you know, yeah. Annie HG. Just Annie, isn't it? Um, Some people, yeah, like Annie, you know, just the one name's all that's necessary, like Madonna or Elvis, right? Fact, Alonzo. Oh, there you go. Mm. Then other people just get like Mikey. Oh my God, you know. Where it's, uh, it's that. You excited? Palooza the weekend. Fucking big yeah. fan of him. I'm a fan. I like him too. I like him too. Yeah. Uh, happy St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. Thanks. I appreciate that yesterday uh, it's uh you know my irish heritage uh it's it's important uh to me irish <laughs> i got no fucking idea i was adopted so i don't know i think i'm part romanian and part fucking alien i don't know it's how i've always felt it's partly why i drank so damn much you drank but, on that being adopted no, no, not the adopted part, the feeling like an alien part. <clears throat> you know, I mean, never fitting in. You know, you've heard that once or twice around the rooms. Yeah. But no, the being adopted thing um, is, is fucking brilliant. I mean, that means I'm not really related to anybody from my, uh, you know, dysfunctional family of origin. So, you know, score. Fact. Yeah. I do love when you're talking about your dad. Uh, sometimes, like you're just like all of a sudden, and I walk around and I come back, and sometimes I pick the phone back up and I go, "Tell me about it." Oh, shit. Yeah. And uh, he's so a, he's a... sitting rambling to himself like it's uh, some of the funniest shit I've ever heard. And you just <laughs> just pick up the phone and go, "Yeah," and then literally just leave it back down and walk, and you're tinkering with something or fucking cutting along. Yeah, he's a hoot. His, his old dad, yeah. Yeah. And he's Jewish-Jewish proper? Like, he's, he's fucking... Yeah, he's a combination of a, of Jew from Lithuania or Latvia, I believe, and um, and Sicilian uh, Catholic. Ooh. Um, yeah, so it's a, it's an interesting... Uh, it's a... Um, yeah, quite a, quite a mix. Silly Joe. But he, um, uh, they, I, I guess they kind of, you know, sort of converted, you know, the, the Judaism was sort of the stronger thing in the family. Although, it, you know, it was a pretty, um, you know, secular, you know, we, we didn't keep all, the, all of the uh, typical Jewish practices. We were pretty reformed growing up. But I did have a bar mitzvah, though. Nice. 
Yeah, I thought it was a way to score some chicks and, and uh, rake in a little bit of cash. But there was a bit of peer pressure involved. My cousin had his, and I thought, well, I'm going to have mine, you know. So, so it's, only, it's only fair. Yeah, it was a good experience. Uh, and just you adopted, or you, you, was your sister adopted as well? Or, yeah, my sister. Uh, <clears throat> we were both adopted at about a, a you know couple days into this, you know, gig. Um, yeah, so it was, it was as though our, you know, we were brought up, you know, as far as I'm concerned, my parents are my parents, you know, I don't, I don't know about anything, you know, with the biological or whatever. So it doesn't matter to me. Did you find out at a certain age or was it always like a thing? Uh, I think, you know, my mom told me, <clears throat> you know, I was probably about, maybe seven or eight or something like that. I think it was uh, the kind of thing where she probably read the, uh, you know, Dr. Spock book, not the dude from Star Trek, but, um, uh, you know, the sort of, I don't know, in the early 60s, you know, 60s, they were changing from the sort of leave it to beaver kind of a, you know, a child should be seen and not heard type of uh, ideology into the more sort of liberal minded, uh, you know, cater to the children's whims kind of thing. Which um, you know, some folks would say is the reason why everything's all fucked up, but I disagree with that. There's a balance. Yeah. Worst generation ever. Worst generation ever. It's, uh, it's their own, huh? Yeah. I don't know. I think the, the '60s kind of, you know, everybody was so fucking uptight in the '50s. The '60s kind of had to happen, I believe. You know. <laughs> I've got a friend who says, uh, if you remember the 60s, you weren't there. You just weren't there, man, if you remember. So they say. Yeah, I was a little, <clears throat> you know, born in 62, so I came up, you know, at the at the tail end of the 60s. Really, the 70s was my decade for sort of coming of age and growing up. And it was a, it was a pretty good time. You know, in, in the area I grew up in, in suburban Buffalo, it was pretty, uh, it's a very nice place to, you know, to bring up kids you know we didn't uh i didn't have a whole lot to worry about it was kind of middle class um good schools so uh good memories of, of the early 70s yeah for the most part yeah uh, jewish neighborhood or mix or what is that no there wasn't a you know in in it doesn't strike me as a jewish area should be told. i don't know a lot about american <clears throat> now there's uh you know buffalo it's kind of similar to places like maybe Pittsburgh and Cleveland in that sort of Rust Belt. You know, there's some ethnic areas, you know, but usually more or less maybe Italian, Polish. Um, not a whole lot of, uh, you know, a good, a good, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, actually, let me put it this way. There's, <clears throat> there's, a, there's a fair amount of Jews, uh, but, uh, you know, I, I didn't know a whole lot of them uh, growing up. Um, but, uh, yeah, fair amount. Yeah. Yeah. Not a majority by any means. Yeah. And, and no people of color. I mean, where I, where I grew up, I don't think I, I met a, a black person until I was in high school. You know, they just sort of weren't around. They lived kind of in the city, I guess. And I, and we were out in the suburbs. There was a, there was a couple of you know, uh, Korean or, or, uh, or 
or, or Vietnamese people that I that I knew that I met in school, actually who were friends of mine. But um, yeah, not a whole lot of it was pretty white bread, to be quite honest with you. Yeah, um, I was telling someone before that I'm like a part of the last generation where if you're English, you know what I mean, in Ireland, like you're a foreigner in the sense where it's um, about 2004, 2005, um, all these other countries joined Ireland, uh, about 10. Uh, like, and it's, it's funny because the Polish people are, are, are more liked here than English people a lot of the time, you know, but um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I swear, I swear. Um, uh, but yeah, I can't remember the first time I saw my first like uh, black person. Or uh, we we always had Eddie Murphy on the TV and stuff. You know, Beverly Hills Cop was the favorite. Yeah. The Mark Home, but uh, as well as Michael Winslow from Peace Academy. But it was a different world, like you were saying, man. It's um, yeah, different world altogether. But it's better. Yeah. Like, uh, I was talking to someone, Brendan, before about the food thing, man. Like, you can be eating all sorts of food and it can transport you, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, Jesus, that's like that thing I had in Spain or... Yeah. So, it's, uh, it's great. I don't I don't actually care what colour you are or breed or fucking religion. If you're a dickhead, you're a dickhead, let's be fair, man. I've often yeah. asked you about people and if they get the Mike G approval there, you know, pretty good. <laughs> Well, yeah, you know, the, the, the schooling, you know, where I was, the schooling was, was pretty uh, liberal minded, you know, I mean, it, we were, it was a kind of the, the diversity and, and you know, we, we celebrated Earth Day the very first day it was around in 1970 and stuff like that. So that was kind of the idea, ideology growing up. <clears throat> there just wasn't any, it was, you know, diversity was more theoretical than actual in practice until I grew up and like, you know, say join the Navy or move to the South or, or that kind of thing. But a lot of my sensibility, I don't know how, what it was like in, in Ireland, but a lot of my sensibility and, and friends of mine as well growing up was fucking Mad Magazine, man. That was, if it wasn't for Mad Magazine, you know, I'd be half the man I am or whatever that, whatever the fuck that means. But that, that satirical look at and, and rebellion and all that kind of thing. I mean, there's a whole generation of folks that, that grew up on that and um it really and it's, it's hard to put your finger on it but but i look at it now and there's a lot of my you know ideology and sensibilities that that are just sort of in my brain and um you know i got i got uh, mad magazine to thank for that uh, my skepticism and my you know jaded look at uh you know the consumer culture and all that kind of stuff yeah great shit man Thanks. Yeah, I wasn't much of a reader of that now, but um, I heard about it like a lot of American things in The Simpsons. And then a few weeks later, I've seen the, the magazine being sold in the book center. Yeah. Well, these days, the equivalent of that would be, <clears throat> you know, watching the TV or the or the streaming or whatever. But yeah, The Simpsons are like a natural, <laughs> you know, it's the equivalent. It's, it's these days sort of Mad Magazine sensibilities, folk like, you know, The Simpsons and all that shit, man. Family Guy, all those things. I mean, you know, it's a it's a great world we live in as far as all that stuff goes. You know, comedy, humor, satire. You know, mm. were you a Lampoon fan as well? Oh fuck yeah, yeah. It's mainly because of the titties. There was a there was a fair amount of uh, boobage <laughs> in in the uh, in the magazine, so that was that was always good. But 
you know, it was more like college level satire. So that was kind of you'd graduate from Mad Magazine to uh, to the Lampoon. But yeah, big fan. And then when Animal House came out and all that stuff and the ties into Saturday Night Live and all that, I mean, huge fan. Love that stuff. What's his name was in that film? Do you know that Kevin Bacon? And, uh, yeah, and yeah. couldn't get into the fucking uh, what's the girl called the premiere. It was a great little story. <laughs> yeah, I read, I read about that because he was a nobody. Yeah, and, uh, he was told to fuck off. And uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, good one. That's great, man. You fucking oh, actually, did you see that documentary the other day about Belushi? It's incredible. Uh, I did not know it. Uh, Showtime did it. Um, my brother was, was looking up for him to get it from me or whatever. All right. Uh, yeah, well worth a watch. Well worth a make a note of that. Well, you know? Yeah. Um, just so yeah. fucking talented, that man. Yeah, I saw the one about, uh, um, you know, Doug Kenny. Um, and, yes, uh, yeah, I've seen that movie, the one at Will Forte, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And Martin Mull. Yeah, yeah, it's good stuff. That's oh, magic, actually. Martin Mull is like one of the biggest comedy stars, but I'm just like in Ireland, a lot of people know him as Mr. Kraft, fucking Sabrina the Teenage Witch. You know? Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was uh, I was watching him in the '70s when he was doing Fernwood Tonight and uh, all that stuff. And he had, yeah, he was uh, Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman, some of those shows in the in the '70s that were way ahead of their time. And then um, he had this HBO special. I think it was HBO. History of white people in America. Fucking hilarious. You know, we all like mayonnaise and, and shit. <laughs> it's good stuff. Yeah. He's, he's a good one. Yeah, we're just fucking spoiled, lad, with YouTube nowadays, huh? It's like, um, just to be able yeah. to look at some of this stuff. And then, let alone YouTube, for typing into Google, a lot of daily motion and this thing and that thing, or this download site to get to it. <sighs> yeah. In the day, man, even, you know what I mean? If you weren't home at, on Tuesday at 9.30, that's it. Gone forever. Back in the day, yeah. Before, you know, DVRs and all that stuff, right? Yeah. I'm fucking... You know what I started watching the other day, actually, that is uh, Dick Cavett. He, oh, yeah. He's like one of the original podcasts, man, because he, like, had, like, you know, proper 50-minute interviews and 30 minutes like, with Carson and all them. The longest they ever did was, like, 10 or 20, you know? Yeah, right. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, he was, he had good people. Um, you know, Tom, uh, Tom Snyder, the, the Tomorrow Show, that was, uh, that was a good one. That was on Late Night. Uh, he had some interesting people. Dan Aykroyd used to uh, parody him in, uh, in the early Saturday Night Live ones. Uh, but yeah, Cavett was, you know, fucking brilliant, man. He, I remember, what, he loved watching fucking Janis Joplin and, you know, uh, all kinds of, all kinds of folks on, on that show. It's good stuff. It's a great one he did with John and Yoko there a few years ago. Yeah. yeah. They were along. Now there's a couple of characters, John and Yoko. Yeah. Good, good shit. She listens to the, to the podcast. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Who, Yoko? Yeah, yeah. Got an email the other day. You, you, you're friends with Yoko? I wouldn't say friends. We're just chat, you know? <laughs> so, <laughs> Serious? You'd be I surprised, that. I, just March 27th, if this 
fucking podcast comes out before. We 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 got one or two big names in there. God damn. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> I'm impressed, my friend. I was already impressed with you, but now I'm uh, doubly so. You know what's funny? Um, I, I need to actually learn this. Like, so I'm just going to start saying my buddy a lot or my friend. Uh, I just keep dropping names every now and again. So it's, um, I have a friend who was telling me, you want something done, ask an alcoholic. And, uh, you know, and I was there. Ah. And like, literally, I, I asked uh, you to do this, Grant. You know what I mean? I asked Joe to do it, Grant, you know? Yeah. The worst comes to worst. It's like, I can't. Next Saturday, how about that? You know, and it's just like, grand, okay, yeah, fucking cool. Uh, yeah, one or two people as well. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a big fellowship, it's a small one as well, you know? Yeah. Um, I do have another friend, um, Bobby was, uh, there we go, how are you, Bobby? He was telling me the only way to be anonymous now is to literally go to traditional meetings, like, you know? As, even if I don't know who you are, like, uh, oh, you're that, you're that guy. I've heard about you. Yeah. You have the ATL after your name or whatever, or, you know, or I'm the guy with that list or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Well, there's a, you know, one, one of my favorite things to sort of, you know, throw about, you know, how I'm sort of the anti-Kool-Aid um, deal, you know, that's no kind shit. of, yeah, where I'm at, you know, these days anyway, as far as the AA dogma stuff but uh, you know there's something in i think it's dr bob and the good old timers one of the you know uh, authorized aa history books where um it says you know where dr bob i think said it but you know basically the sentiment is that uh you know we're we're not supposed to be anonymous to each other you know and if you know if i was in trouble and i needed to call somebody you know um, and I, you know, back in the day when you would call information to get the number of, you know, Bob S and they'd say, well, what's his last name? I don't fucking know. He's anonymous. Well, then you're fucking shit out of luck. You know, so I'm like, yeah, you know, that makes sense. That's his last <clears throat> but, name. Shit out of luck. Yeah. Bob shit out of luck. But, uh, you know, with the zoom thing, it's a whole, it, it's a whole nother level. It's a, there's a, there's a lot of different things. I think we're all trying to sort out as far as what's anonymous, what's not. But um, being anonymous to each other—that was never—that was never the uh, the intention. You know, it used to be that the groups used to keep the names and phone numbers of everybody so they could contact each other. You know, it's anonymous in terms of you know that uh, you know uh, whether I want my boss to know or not, or you know blowing someone's anonymity kind of a thing is saying to somebody you know outside the program, generally speaking. But at the end of the day, I think if you get right down to it, it's it's. Most people would agree it's at whatever level the individual wants it. So in other words, if, if I tell you, Mark, I don't want anybody even in the program knowing that I'm in the program, then, you know, that's the level of anonymity I want to keep. Okay, fair enough. You know, I don't know what the fuck that would be for, but, you know, each to his own, right? Fact. Yeah. Fact. But, you know, like I said, some people, they, they grab onto an idea and they take it to the fucking extreme because we're all black and white thinkers too. That's the other thing that's... That we got to kind of combat in the old alky and addict and sort of codependent, you know, realm. That uh, you know we we're not too comfortable with some of this, you know, gray area or doubt or you know we're looking for some kind of a thing or system to be the thing. And sometimes we might go from one, you know, the next big thing to the next big thing, whatever it is. But um, 
always looking externally for that answer, right? But don't how do you to. feel about anonymity then? Because you you post your number in the chat and fucking, you know what I mean? You're always reaching out to new people and yeah. Well, you know, I I I, uh, <clears throat> I think that you know for right now, you know, and this is this is stuff where you know it depends on what what side of the bed I wake up on uh, any given day. So it's always subject to change. But but right now I'm. I'm kind of in favor of the way it's. It talks about it in the in that history book where it says, at the level of press, radio, and films, that's where the anonymity is supposed to be maintained. Um, in terms of who knows, I'm in the program or what my my full name is. Um, but uh, um, you know, below that, it need not be. So in other words, and I I used to for years I would say, yeah, I'm Mike Glazer. I'm a I'm an alcoholic. You know, whatever, whatever, whatever. That's cool. Um, the Zoom thing, because it's it's potentially on the internet <clears throat> forever. You know, anybody can can take pictures, and but of course that could happen in a in a in a real live room as well. You know, so um, I don't know who'd be taking pictures <laughs> in a face to face meeting. He'd get his ass kicked at the end of the meeting, probably. Um, but uh, I don't know. I, I've I've kind of I haven't really fully sorted it out, but I sort of err on the side of caution. Where you know, I'm Mike G. That's cool. You know. Um, you know, here's my phone number. Give me a call. Um, but I don't, I don't have a problem with my anonymity. I mean, I wasn't anonymous when I was drunk, um, certainly. Uh, so no. with sobriety, aside from my my employer, but you know, all the most of the folks that I work with, you know, I've 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 come out quote unquote to them. So it's not it's not a big deal. And, and my employer is a, is a cool one. They wouldn't it wouldn't be a de it wouldn't be a you know who gives a shit. You know, I mean, I've been sober long enough now, especially, but. It, you know, these things, who cares? That's my, you, that's my answer. Who cares? Do you fear drinking anymore then? Like you're all right to be around people like hammer. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Like you still attempted like one of the last like time, like you're like, Jesus. Fuck. Oh, I haven't been, I haven't actually been tempted in uh, many, many years um, in terms of that. When, you know, there's one thing when, like, you, you know, there's the thought that might cross your mind where it's like, oh, there's a beer commercial and there's, you know, some good looking people. Um, uh, they're going to have sex probably or whatever. Who knows? But, um, you know, it's all because of the beer, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, or that whole thing of like, you know, I quit back before there was all this other stuff. And like, hmm, wonder what that would taste like. Or, you know, I don't even walk down the, the aisle where they have all the beer and stuff in the grocery store. But sometimes... If there's somebody blocking the other aisle, I might have to do that. And, you know, I'll glance, but it's not a big deal. But that's one thing, <clears throat> you know, a thought is a thought, right? But, um, you know, that sort of thing where it sort of gets you by the cojones, where it just sort of needles its way a little further, you know, that's something different, you know. Um, and that's where in the early years of the program, there was all the tools that I had and, and et cetera, that I used to work with to, to, to get that shit out, you know, but <clears throat> that hasn't happened in a long time. I've not had, you know, I'm, my identity is as a, as a teetotaler, you know, um, I'm convinced that if I was to pick it up again, um, it would in short order, maybe not so short, maybe mid order, who knows? I might even be able to, to control it for a period of time. Um, but there's no, you know, there's nothing that it's going to give me, you know, 
That's my attitude. There's there's nothing it can give me that would that um, that I can't get somewhere else. Um, that it would uh, warrant the risk. You know. So yeah, doesn't doesn't bother me. And being around drunk people and all that kind of thing. Um, <clears throat> you know, I haven't had occasion to be around like in a sort of a wedding or that kind of a thing. I mean, I don't hang out at bars basically. I mean, I might. I might be there if I'm eating some food or something like that. I don't avoid them. It's just like, you know, one of those promises or the, the kind of promise-ish type stuff where it talks about we neither avoid it nor, you know, do we care about it? We give a shit. I don't know. It's I'm not scared of it. and It doesn't matter. But I'll tell you what, you know, drunk motherfuckers being around them, you know, not a fan, you know. They're they're like any, to me, they're, this, they're kind of toxic in a sense. Uh, I don't want them to throw up on me and, you know. They won't remember shit in the morning and stuff like that. So I'm not going to have a conversation with them. I might fuck with them, but mm, yeah. probably not. You know, it'd be boring. But um, I just don't hang around with those kind of folks anymore so much. So just not a, it's not part of my consciousness. You know, I know I talk to a lot of folks that are living with active fucking addicts and, and, and drunks and stuff like that. And I'm like, fuck, that must be <sighs> fucking exhausting, you know, to have to deal with that. But yet at the same time, a reminder every day if you're strong enough in your program you know that's a reminder every day it's like shit that's where i would be if i you know so but and and the downside of of this is that without those reminders i'm like it's easy to forget you know i did that with fucking nicotine you know i was not smoking for 25 years and i just forgot and it's like i was addicted to nicotine i quit when i was about four years sober and you know smooth sailing but then i thought yeah you know um my, a cigarillo might not be so bad on the ride home from, from work. And then I was fucking hooked. Um, so it reminded me, and I do the Nicotine Anonymous meetings, you know, and, and it reminded me, and it brought me back to, to being a beginner again, which is fucking awesome. It's really helped my program. But, you know, none of us is immune, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think as well, like, so... I love listening to people that relapse in the sense just to describe it because um, I was smoking weed when I was still on Zoom, you know? Yeah. It's, uh, it's out of nowhere. Like, you go from, you know, and then all of a sudden you're, like, fucking needing a joint to, like, you know, rolling it up in the piss and rain to, like, just looking for a quiet place to use, you know? You just don't give a fuck. And I don't even think weed is that bad, but it is, you know? It's, and it well, is. it's... It, well, you know, that's the thing about addiction. It's not the thing itself, oftentimes. I mean, with some of them, it is. I mean, you know, I don't think anyone can say there's any positive elements to heroin, let's say. But, I mean, you know, the bottom line is, and shit, man, you can extend it to eating or fucking, yeah, or even Amazon one-click, you know. The bottom line is, what what do you do to do it, to get to it, to, to exclude others from it? Are you keeping secrets about it? Some people know, some people don't. Are you ashamed of it? Do you wish you weren't doing it? You know, those are the those are the kind of things that that mark addiction in a sense of like, you know, is this something I need to take care of? Is this something, or is it not that bad? Like fucking wanking, you know? I don't know who I'm hurting with that, but at the same time, you know, if I'm doing it all fucking day long, you know, I might want to take a look at it. So I should have called it a podcast, Mark Addiction. It's not too late. No, no, I like, yeah. Yeah, that's true, isn't it? Uh, when you say wanking, actually, there's a funny story that uh, we were in school and uh, my buddy was saying that to a girl wanted. And then the teacher came in and he, like any other teacher, 
uh, was just like, you know, get fucking up to the prince. This guy was cool. He was a bit of a stoner, I think, you know. He said straight away, uh, you know, you go blind from that. But my buddy straight away looked back. Is that why I wearing glasses, sir? And <laughs> literally, well, I was fucking uh, Mr. Foster. What a good man. What was his re- what was his reaction? <laughs> he couldn't say anything back. Like he just giggled, you know. He was. Uh, <laughs> I'll was never like, tell. <laughs> you know? Like he, when you say something like that or whatever, you'll go blind from that. You're leaving it open to you know, like. And then most students, I think, would have gone, "Oh shit, he heard me," you know. But yeah, uh, a bit of red faced, to be honest. You know, just laughing. A <laughs> yeah, good dude, nonetheless. Dude. natural thing you know you'll uh you'll masturbation well you know there's a there's a lot of uh um, sort of mindsets or doctrine dogma that kind of a thing where it's you know harmful or sinful or you know takes away from intimate relationships or this that and the other thing and you know i, I don't want to come down on one you know uh place or the other on all that kind of thing it's all valid discussion and it's probably different for different people you know it grabs people like any addiction does it grabs people in different ways you know and some people have issues with food and some people don't you know or anything that's you know quote unquote natural <clears throat> but depends on you know i don't know some religions wouldn't say it's natural spilling seed and all that kind of thing you know i love where this discussion's going it's good it's good good shit man really coming out of us isn't it yeah that was good. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh. oh, yeah, no, it happens. Um, yeah, you, you did a lot of drinking in Israel? Uh, well. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. How did yeah, you end up I, going I, yeah. there? I know, like, whatever, it's a fucking heritage kind of thing, or birthright, or what's the, what's the word I'm looking for? It's um, something you're meant to do. What's the fuck is that thing? Well, there there is a um, <clears throat> there's a couple of terms that that, that they have. Um, uh, I can't think of them just right now. Um, but uh, yeah, no. so for me, it's it was like just a. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, no, it's all it's all good. You're you're the interviewer. I'm just uh, I'm just here for the ride. So you know, you you ask me questions and we'll just have a conversation. Birthright? Not a birthright, is it? I don't know. Uh, I could Google it, but I'm just not interested. No, I don't really need to. I don't want to Google anything. I don't want to figure it out. Okay. Here, it, it'll be about an hour after the podcast ends. The two of us will text each other the same thing or different words similar. Yeah. I'm just curious as to who might give a shit. Uh, certainly not me. Whatever it's called, it's called. There's a name for it, but we know what we're talking about. So do we need the name? I don't think so. God, you're a smooth motherfucker. <laughs> You know, someone once told me, yeah, Mike G, I guarantee you, he's a solid lover, yeah? (laughs) Who told you that? I'm not mentioning her name. Okay, uh, fair enough. But, uh, you know what she said then? She said afterwards, he'd be like, do you want tea or do you want, like, he just probably wouldn't shut up. He'd just probably be too attentive. (laughs) I just want to be left alone. (laughs) I just want to be fucked is what she said, yeah. Oh, oh that's good. Sorry, yours. Hilarious. You do know her, though. 
She's okay, quite well, cute. So. Good to know. Now let's keep the mystery. Keep the mystery, man. I, I'm, I'm all about that. That's good stuff. Can't let all ten listeners on Yoko fucking find out who this person is. So yeah. I guess I have to rule out Yoko since I don't know her. So, but you know, sad. <clears throat> but uh, wish I did. think our voices are not in for read our emails. <laughs> so whatever the word is we're looking for, a heritage thing or a, a must do or I, I don't for the life of me know. Why why are you still on that? Can't we move? Oh just go to Israel. What was that like? How did you end up going there? Like what was the what, your twenties on? Yeah I was about I was about twenty years old and I was um uh, <clears throat> this is funny. So I was hanging out with this girl, Sarah, the guitar player. Um, she was like 16. I was 20. And I wasn't attracted to her, but, you know, she was, um, you know, a Jewish gal. And she had gone there. She had actually, you know, uh, she was a child of divorced parents. And so that was kind of new to me. I didn't know too many of that. It was still fairly leave it to beaverish, um, <clears throat> you know, as far as folks I knew for the most part. But anyway... So she had gone and um, spent her summer uh, there the previous year. And we were hanging out and playing music and, and stuff. And she said, yeah, man, you know, I'm going to go back. You should come. And I said, well, let me, you know, talk to my parents and all that. And I was living with them at the time. And um, <clears throat> so I had a good semester at, uh, at college. And, and I convinced them that basically, yeah, this would be a good thing to do. And um, so we had this, I had this thing where I had a um, six-month ticket, you know, it was like, you fly out and then your your return ticket is not for six months, you know. So I went in July of 84, coming back in like early, early January of 85. So they gave me like 300 bucks and traveler's checks, had a brand new backpack and hiking boots, had my, you know, guitar and uh, Guild 12 string, which I kept six strings on, which is really a great busking guitar. It's like a big fucking jumbo. And um, so I went, you know, and... Uh, you know, it was kind of a, you could look at it sort of, there was a sort of a, de a deterioration. I mean, I was a drunk before I went. There's no, no doubt about that. But um, in my, my, my canned, you know, phrase when I talk about Israel is that I did five years worth of drinking in that six months. Um, <clears throat> cumulatively, you could, you could look at it that way. So as far as I'm concerned, it hastened my recovery. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the basic daily thing, once I got into it, I hung out in Jerusalem and um, uh, started out with the, these pints of Nesher beer, which is like a, I don't know, maybe a 30326, oh, you know, not too strong of a beer, I suppose, uh, percent alcohol, pints for like the equivalent of a fucking dime, 10 cents. <clears throat> and uh, I don't know what that would be in Irish. Uh, currency or euros or whatever but um and um you know after about you know maybe a half a dozen of those you'd, you'd move on to the stronger stuff which is the arak or the uh the arab version of like ouzo like licorice flavored vodka type stuff and um after a bottle of, you know a quart of that um i'll be honest i can't remember you know so i got some pictures of a, of a handful of us you know going through town and, and, and just sort of raising hell and, and stuff like that. But normally it would be busking, 
you know, asking for loose change and just hanging out and I don't know. But yeah, a lot of that shit, man. Then my guitar got stolen. That was fucked up. Um, I literally thought, <clears throat> this is one of those things that you should not do. But I thought that this is one of those sort of name it and claim it or you create your own reality type of, you know, the fucking gift or present or whatever the fuck it's called, that Oprah shit. Um, you create your own reality, right? Well, you fucking do not, as far as I'm concerned. Um, and so I thought, <laughs> I thought, well, I thought that because I would think hard enough that my guitar would be divinely protected. <laughs> when I went to sleep in a fucking park, that I would wake up and it would still be there. But guess what? It was not. Oops. You know, and, you know, that was like a month or two into this six-month deal. So I was fucked. That was like my whole thing, man. And um, so I had a friend who was making jewelry out of bent wire and beads, and he taught me how to do that. <clears throat> Noah. <clears throat> he was a cool dude, and uh, he taught me how to do that. So I was able to, you know, make a living selling jewelry that I made. And um, actually, I made a much better living doing that than I ever did playing guitar. <laughs> so... Uh, that was cool. Um, but, uh, yeah. Um, and then there's this funny story when I was hanging out in Tel Aviv. So in Jerusalem were the sort of hippie-ish, peace, peacenik type people. And then in Tel Aviv was more like the rough crowd. And um, I would just sort of hang out in Tel Aviv for a week or two and then hang out in Jerusalem for a week or two <clears throat> and go back and forth. But in, in Tel Aviv... Um, these dudes, I was sleeping. I would think I was on my second drunk of the day, and so I went and slept. We were squatting a lot of places in, in, in you know, Tel Aviv to sort of squat abandoned buildings or whatever. And um, they woke me up because they found some dude with a left-handed guitar. And, um, and so they woke my ass up, and we went out and we fucking, you know, raised hell for another few hours. And I was so, you know how it is, it's like there's, there's, in the drunk world, it's like most people are, you can't fucking trust them and they're all full of shit and everything like that. And they'll, you know, <clears throat> they'll fuck your girlfriend if you're not looking and all that stuff. Take your money. But then there's that honor among thieves where it's like there's that beauty within their heart that's like, oh, Mike, left-handed guitar player. Here's this dude. We got to go and fucking wake him up. And then, you know, so that was like fucking special. You know what I'm saying? Good shit. Well the guitar? Did you get it back? No, no. They just found a dude <clears throat> that had a left-handed He was walking around with, with a guitar, and he was a left-handed player. He had a left-handed guitar. So <clears throat> in the meantime, for the last couple of months, I had to play people's guitars upside down. And, you know, yeah. Ah. So I couldn't, I didn't have all the skills, you know. It didn't sound as good as it could have. And so when we, when we, um, they woke me up and we played. I thought you just rubbed someone's guitar like on our amongst teeth, you know? Oh, no, no, I hear what you <clears throat> No, no, it was just they found a dude who had a left-handed guitar and they must have said to him, hey, will you come with us over to wake up this fucking drunk dude and uh, and <laughs> hang out with us for the next few hours and, and play? And he, I guess he was like, yeah. So I'm like, fucking hey, man. The universe was, you know, not all, it wasn't all shit, you know? Um, but, uh, I just thought that was a really nice gesture is all, you know, it was just one of those things that kind of happens, you know, that the humanity, uh, you know, even though we're so, we're selfish motherfuckers when we're, when we're drunk off our ass, 
there's like every now and then just an inkling of like doing something for someone else. Yeah. And who knows? It might have been. It might have been fucking. Uh, I think they might. They said you know we don't believe that you could play guitar, so we're just you know you got to fucking prove it to us. You know. So I don't know. It might have been selfish, you know, reasons for them. I don't care. It was great playing left-handed, doing all my all the Bowie tunes and tunes I had written and everything. So it was it was just a great and memorable time throughout that you know haze that was Israel. That was six months. You didn't stay any longer. Have you been back since? No, <clears throat> I haven't been back. But yeah, I came back and um, I almost missed my flight too. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, and then it was like, okay, what am I going to do now? I was supposed to go there. Part of it was this sociology class that I took and I fucked over. They said, well, you can redeem yourself when you go to Israel and you write about it. Um, and then that can be your sort of you know, paper that you, you hand that in and we won't, you know, we won't give you an F uh, or we'll change it, you know. <clears throat> but uh, I never did write it, you know, I started, but you know how it is. But yeah, I went back to college a little bit and it was within a couple of years I joined the Navy, you know, so I was sort of, I was just drifting, looking for some kind of, I don't know, a little bit of discipline, a little bit of structure maybe, I don't know, but I knew I couldn't carry on that stuff much longer. And that was what happened, yeah. How long did you last in the Navy? Nine months. Nice. Yeah. yeah we, part, we parted ways <laughs> amicably because, uh, <clears throat> well, you know, alcohol was involved. Um, I got kicked out of the Navy for drinking, you know, which that's, that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, I got in a bunch of alcohol-related incidences and stuff. You know, I had to take an abuse, drank on an abuse, got shot. I think I told that story before. I might not have, but that wasn't recorded though. Sadly, that's uh, yeah. we started recording a lot of people now, which is great. But that would have been like your your hour of talking was just incredible. I've had yeah. people like come up to me and go like, yeah, just, nah, that, yeah. When, when is he speaking again? Soon, hope. Isn't this? Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, that was just incredible. Yeah, I really appreciated that. For you always me. remember that one person, don't you? <laughs> oh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, you know, I don't actually, you know. I mean, it's it's sort of, but, you know, it takes all kinds. You can't please everybody. Do you want to talk about getting shot? Yeah, for sure. That was um, an interesting... <laughs> An interesting incident. You got um, the Navy. Yeah, I was in the Navy. It was it was uh, kind of like Thanksgiving Eve. Um, Where did he shoot you? Just for the record, like just like have a. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, um, he shot me once in the uh, right in the leg on the left leg where you're uh, <clears throat> when you when you're sitting down where the leg bends. Well, right? honey, when you drop your pants and show me. <laughs> it's yeah. Come on, uh, dear. Drop your pants like a good, okay. like a good, like a good Jewish boy. Yeah, here we go. So, right, yeah, one of them's like right about here, and then um, there was uh, a couple of them in the wrist, so my wrist was shattered. Pockets. One of them up up here. More than once? I thought it was only once. No, it was. I think there was five out of the six. Yeah. Yeah, but it was a twenty-two, so they were, you know, but they ricochet. That's apparently what happens with twenty-two. 
uh, pistols, uh, the bullets. Uh, it wasn't so bad. Twenty-two. Yeah. Didn't right. Hurt. And, uh, <clears throat> so. Hey, well, it hurt Uzi. Uzi fucking kill you. Yeah, Jesus. yeah, that would. Uh, I thought it was only once. No, no, I think there was. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it was five, and um, I still have a couple of them uh, in me. Jesus. I can still feel uh, one here, and there's one that. The one that went in near my groin went down, ended up behind my, kind of like behind my knee, above my knee. So, yeah, that was a situation where we were um, uh, looking for some weed. And um, I was on Anabuse and not drinking. And um, uh, we were going to go to my friend's house for Thanksgiving Eve dinner. We had, you know, liberty, if you will. This was an A school. This is when you're in the school, Millington, Tennessee. We were in northern Mississippi, <clears throat> and um, so we got a flat tire. There had been some flooding, you know, recently, and so we were in, uh, we went, I guess, uh, into some area. There was a little bit of water. Got a flat tire, backed up. Um, so there was a car that came in and said, you know, hey, uh, you know, y'all okay? And there was three of us, and um, the one dude, you know, uh, he said, yeah, I live, just my parents live a couple miles from here. If you could take me there. Or take all of us there, you know. That was the idea. Is like, guy had a Cadillac, you know, take us all there. And and he said, uh, no, well, how about I'll take you there, and then you can get your parents to bring, you know, the rest of them. And we were thinking, and it's like, oh yeah, you know, we're three big Navy dudes. He's an older fellow, you know. Maybe he's just afraid of us, you know, that we'll beat him up or something, you know. <clears throat> but I think what his strategy was, you know, was to separate us basically, because he came back and tried to rob me and the other guy. And uh, you know. He says, um, I'm in the passenger seat, and he says, uh, you know, put your head down between your legs, and I'm going to kill you. Um, and uh, so I was like, hmm, I'm not, I have no way of knowing whether he's bluffing or not. So I'm going to do that, but I have the door ajar, and um, I'm going to jump out. And like they do in the movies, I'm going to try and beat the shit out of him, even though I'm not a fighter. Um, and... Uh, <clears throat> Yeah, so he has the gun in his hand, and he's just, like, pulling the trigger while I'm trying to beat the shit out of him. So, you know, figure out the equation. I'm the dude that gets shot, and he's not. And um, so then I was on the ground behind the car, and I think he ran out of bullets. And I was, like, trying to... He had just before he ran out of bullets, I was, like, doing one of those curly shuffles, you know, and um, uh, moving my body all around, spinning a circle. And, and so he ran out of bullets... Ran to his vehicle, took off. And Busby, well, I just said his name, but whatever, it doesn't matter. And uh, he, so he was, the, he was the dude who was also with me. He was in the ditch and um, hiding like a fucking pussy. Um, and, uh, you know, but I didn't take it personal. So he, um, <clears throat> he went to look for help. And then um, the other guy's dad came. And, um, you know, he's like, looks like Bob Seger or some kind of thing, you know, long hair and in the beard and a and, um, bottle of JD in, his, in the back. And he had had, he had, was not too friendly with the law and stuff like that. And he said, like, oh, where's uh, um, where's the other guy? And I was like, um, yeah, he went to look for help. Um, okay, so, uh, yeah, well, let's go find him. And I'm like, you know, where I come from, we go to hospitals around this time, you know, when people get shot. At least I thought they do. I don't know. I never know, never met anyone that got shot. <clears throat> so anyway, we've... We look for Busby. We don't find him. Uh, you know. uh, but uh, so we go to the trailer. They uh, they live in a trailer. They don't have a phone. Yeah. 
And so, um, you know, it's, it's the redneck thing, which is okay. Nothing wrong with it. It was just a different, you know, I, I didn't, you know, like I said, I was suburban, you know. But uh, so they, uh, you know, they call the sheriff. And, you know, he comes. I describe the guy. They say, oh, yeah, we, we know who it is. They go and find him and all that kind of thing. There's a trial a year later. He gets two consecutive life terms. Dies in jail. He did convert to Christianity, though, so there's that. But uh, beyond that, you know? Monster. I don't know. He was just doing what he did. I never, and that's the thing that <clears throat> I used to attribute this to uh, to a higher power, that I never took it. Uh, I never took it personally, you know. I, I, I don't attribute it to that. I attribute it to my, to my philosophy of life, which is that bad people do bad things, and he didn't know me from fucking Adam, <clears throat> so it certainly wasn't personal. And I was just in the wrong place at the wrong time. What the what the fuck can I say? You know, I think he's could have been, could have been worse. Killed people before, then he has. I don't know if he had, but I do know that he had been. He was on trial at this at the same time he was on trial for for what he did to to me. He was on trial for some other kind of thing where he tied some dude to a tree and beat him up because he was a cocaine addict too, apparently. So yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, we couldn't mention certain things in our trial. You know how those things work out and all that. But at any rate, I think that because everybody knows everybody there, so I think it was a matter of you know, I don't know. It was it was an interesting time, you know, and and I almost forget about it when when Thanksgiving rolls around. You know, half the time I, I I'm 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 not I don't even think about. It. I'm not even reminded of it, and I'm like a couple years of days ago. Like, that was in. Uh, that was in 80, uh, 86. Yeah, Thanksgiving of Thanksgiving of 86. It was about a, a year and a half. Yeah, 35. Yeah. It was, it was about a year and a half before I got sober. Jesus, man. But being in the Navy and being in, in um, AA in the Navy was helpful to get me sober. <clears throat> you know, it was, I had to be in there, you know, and... 83 was the first time I, I hit an AA meeting. And, and uh, you know, so I knew where I was going to be. And, and so it was a matter of like, okay, whenever, when the time comes and I'm ready, perhaps this is what I'll do. Maybe I'll try this or whatever. But um, so, yeah, it was all, it all contributed uh, towards that uh, eventuality of when I did, you know, get sober. And a friend of mine, uh, I got this chip here. It says 33 on it. A friend of mine from the Boston area um, mailed this to me. It's pretty. It's pretty fucking nice. solid. So yeah, he's one of those dudes that uh, I met him on Zoom, and he um, he gives you know like a lot of folks you know when oh, when people reach. Hmm. But the guy I used to go to high school with, college. What's his name? He's an all night guy. Who's that now? Can't think of his name. Glasses. He, he, he does bewitch you the whole time. Uh, you you uh, went to college with him? Or, uh... That's what he always says to me. Yeah, I like that guy. I went to high school with him. I went to college with him. Oh. I have no idea who you're talking about, man. That's a but, nice uh... dude. Rich. <laughs> name is Rich. Oh, okay, Rich. Is yeah, it Rich, Rich from, from Brooklyn? Oh right, Brooklyn, Boston. Yeah. yeah. No, it's a different, different dude. Yeah. So, yeah. Right. Friend, Sorry, I interrupted you. That's all right. My friend Howie, I can, I can say his name, you know, but he, uh, um, he's one of those dudes that like 
he's got a, a certain year chip and someone else gets that year he'll he'll you know he'll mail it to him so it's good shit cool i don't normally save mine typically i mean i, I got a few laying around the house my home group used to do the thing where they would like engrave it like the the little date or whatever and all that kind of thing but you know it doesn't matter because it's really it is a day at a time per se but at the same time you know getting getting a shit ton of years is a it's a formidable thing you know we, we need to need to acknowledge that that's there's incredible a, yeah there's a lot of the um you know i don't know here, here i'll go off on one of my little anti-kool-aid rants you know the, this there's a lot of this idea about the old uh ego being crushed and all that and we can't make a fucking decision on our own and you know we're all full of shit and we're all broken and all that kind of fucking you know religious uh salvation needing mindset stuff and all that so that i hear people with you know 30 years in the program saying that you know they still can't make a decision and and i'm like really okay all right i mean you've worked the steps right i mean what what's what's going on but at the same time, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, "Shit, man, I shouldn't have said that because I can't, I can't read into anyone's else's recovery and what's working for him, what's not working for him." So, you know, shut the fuck up, Mike. Um, but uh, I don't know. There's, there's. Uh, all I'm saying is that, you know, being empowered is what this program should be doing for us, not continuously sending the messages that we're fucked up. Because after a while, I mean, or maybe our thinking's fucked up, or, or, or I don't know, or maybe we're feeling a bunch of shit. But this whole idea about us being fucked up, I just, I don't think it's helpful. It might be for some folks, and it might be initially, maybe, to kind of get you on the bandwagon. I guess it was for me. But um, I don't know. At the end of the day, I need to be empowered. Um, I, can't, I can't be beholden to external, um, you know, fucking... Uh, uh, stuff, you know, telling me what to do and when to do it and all that kind of stuff. Those days are over. For me. That's just me. Huh. And for years then, did you experience that or did you meet like-minded people like yourself? Because... No, I was I was drinking the Kool-Aid for, for a long time. I was thinking in terms of that... Uh... <clears throat> Mark doesn't have a gut. Well... I mean, whether, you know, the God thing's one thing, you know, I, I, I did it with a God for, for a while. Um, you know, I, I did it without for a little while. And I, then I came to believe like most folks who don't hear any different, you know, often tend to do if, if, if you've had a sort of Judeo Christian kind of upbringing and you can kind of relate to that kind of thing, you know, and you keep an open mind, you know, it's going to work its way in there. And, you know, that shit works. I, I got, I got nothing against it. Um, it's just that it keeps a lot of people away and that's, so that I do have something against it. That's what I got fucking against it. It's that it keeps, I don't have against it for me, but for a lot of people, it keeps, it keeps them away. And it's not just this idea of the God thing or not the God thing. You know, I mean, I remember at the Ixa thing, they were talking about it. It came from the kitchen, you know, the whole fucking, you know, this big book thing and this whole, you know, Christian mindset is about, um, you know, ego deflation and all that. And to a certain degree, that's correct. But I mean, you know, the white stockbrokers, you know, who this program, you know, started with men, you know, that they might have had the, needed to have their ego broken and, and, and uh, 
you know, admit powerlessness in, 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 in all areas of their life or whatever, you know. But the idea that, you know, some folks' wives maybe that were fucking beaten and shit like that and, and all kinds of stuff, there's there's a whole different paradigm going on, you know, or a different group of people these days. That shit doesn't, isn't going to work for, it, it, it'll work for a lot of folks, but it's working for less and less and less, that kind of a mindset. That's why the diversity of opinion and all this stuff is so necessary. But I, I rail against this idea that you have to be smashed. Um, you know, some people do. Some people I've talked to them, they said, I needed to be told what to do and when, to, that was what I needed. Okay, fair enough. Wouldn't have fucking worked for me. Not, a, not in a heartbeat. And, and it won't for many. It won't. So um, this idea and some of the other, you know, the secular programs like Smart Recovery and Life Ring and these other ones, I've been doing a lot more research on them. I'm going to be checking them out, too. I have checked out Life Ring. It's pretty cool. But they're, yeah, they're, they're about being empowered. You know, they're not about that, you know, you need some external thing to fix you or save you or whatever. They're about, you know, you doing your fucking program, whatever it is, and 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 with the help of, of the rest of us. That's all, you know, that's a fucking higher power if you fucking need one. I don't need one. I just ask for help. And as far as, you know, working through shit, you know, guys like you and, and, and everybody around in, in this program, you know, that's what helps me out. As as our friend Nelly says, you know, run up by three alcoholics or whatever. You know, it's it's a good practice. Yeah. Got to pick the right ones, though. I suppose. That's why I never get asked questions. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't think that's true. Anytime I ever get asked a question, it's, "Hey, do you have Mike G's number?" All right. Yeah, I do. <laughs> oh, um, for fuck's sake. Do you have Life Ring in America? Because I was asking. Um, one of the, the guys in Australia, he goes, I haven't ever fucking heard of it. And then, like, literally just, uh, yeah, we got it. <laughs> nice one. Well, I do, I, 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 uh, I'm just starting to check it out. I checked out the one that was in Ireland the other day, and I, I saw on the WhatsApp that one of our other uh, colleagues had checked it out as well, or a couple of folks had. And, nice. Um, yeah, the yeah. The is needed, man. Fucking, like... Uh... Yes. Like me and you hanging out, even recording this, it's, it's nice to use Zoom this way. Or like the way you go to the sing song. I've been to that a few times. I've yeah. been to a comedy show. Comedy does not work well that where it's just you're playing to oh, everyone right. muted. Like it's. Oh, it's shit. Yeah. That's. Done a play, I think, with once or twice with people, you know? A mm -hmm. quiz. Nice. You know, we, we fucking. It's great to have so many meetings now that it's what there at the start of this thing. There was. Maybe seventy for the week, fifty even. There's too yeah. many fucking meetings, lad. I'm competing with your meeting, you're competing with mine, and it's just like Jesus fucking Christ. Ah And then there's some fucking yokes that are every day. Like I like Sarah T's meeting, but sometimes my head just goes, Well I sure I don't have to go on Monday, go on Tuesday. I don't have to go on yeah. Tuesday, I can go on Saturday, you know? Yeah. But, uh, there's so fucking much variety. And that's down to horror. Because someone was telling me the other day they want to start a new one and I'm like Okay, it's great. I can list it for you. I can get someone else to put it on the secular sheet and say, uh -huh. I don't know about that. And it's like, fuck. Like, two seconds ago, you were all, ah, now you're, you know. Mm -hmm. Like, if it wasn't for Jimmy standing by Tuss Newa getting like 
five and six people at the start. Now we're getting 40 on a Tuesday, 8 a.m. your time, you know? Yeah, right. That's been exciting seeing Tusnua, you know, expand. And, uh, you know, the, 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 you know? Yeah, yeah. But it's it's interesting, though. There's there's so many meetings. Yeah, you're right. You, you have to... There's a balance between... And, and I go through phases where I'm in an exploratory phase where I'm hitting a bunch of them just, you know, kind of meeting new people or whatever, seeing what's going to work and all that kind of thing. And then you realize that, well, I got to get to know these people. Otherwise, you know, so then you do that, you know, you pick <clears throat> pick a few favorites and, and hang with them. And then you get bored of shit and then you got to go exploratory again, you know, so it's all good. But yeah, there's there's a lot of fucking meetings, man. That's not a bad problem. 30%. That's a great fucking problem to have. But like, yeah, I'm right. not taking a break right now, man. I didn't. I, I, yesterday I said I wasn't going to go to Manny, yet my friend Patrick spoke. So I went to that. And then my friend Hannah spoke. And I went to that. But like, <laughs> yeah. that's still two meetings, you know? Man, if you were doing two meetings in person a day, that's a. You know what I mean? You're bringing a newcomer or something, you know? Yeah, or right. you just happen to be in the town or some shit like it. Yeah, or the meeting, second meeting starting at the same place that the first meeting just ended. Cool. Um, yeah. But like if me and you go to Toronto tonight, yeah, and then we jump yeah. off and we go to Virginia, yeah, we're missing yeah. the Toronto bus. We're missing the, the crack there, you know? Yeah, right. You know, it's fucking... Um, I'm genuinely taking... I don't have any today. I don't think... Oh, wait. Bridget is speaking. So I go to that one. But even at that, lad, I'm literally going to be the first to raise my hand and I'm going to say, I'm gone. Me, me fucking head. Like, do you not, you're not exhausted from these things? Uh, like, too much recovery a bad thing, Mike? <laughs> I don't know. That's a great question. Um, I don't know. I think I think folks have talked about it and, 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 and I would agree that it could be an addiction. And, you know, Joe C's fucking tune, that was fucking brilliant. About, gotcha. um, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I'm addicted to Zoom. Um, addicted so, to Zoom. Yeah, um, it can it can be a problem um, if if you're if it's a diversion, you know. But I think most of us are, you know, we're realizing that the balance. It, it's you know, how many of us just walk into a fucking room and say, "Oh yeah, straight down the center, that's me. I'm I'm there. I never go from fuck. I'm not a fucking pendulum, you know." We all do it. We go from extreme to extreme until we figure out what the fuck is happening, and then some, you know, life shit happens, and then we get all fucked up again, and then we go from extreme to extreme until we. You know, that's just the way we are. And uh, it's okay. Well, we justify it, like, you know what I mean? It's like, well, geez, I have to go to Joe's meeting. Oh, geez, I have to go to Mike's meeting. I'll fucking end his meeting. And, like, literally, a day before that, it's like, I'm not going to any fucking, I don't give a fuck. Then all of a sudden, Patrick and Hannah are speaking, and I'm like, right, cool. Yeah, and, it, and it's <laughs> there's there's a bit of the fear of missing out, right? <clears throat> the FOMO thing. And then there's also the, like, well, if I don't go to so-and-so's meeting, they're going to think I don't support them. And I don't want them to think that. And guess what? They don't even fucking know that you're at the meeting because they're probably scared shitless about speaking or who knows. The bottom line is, man, do what's right for you, right? It's okay. But it's so hard to, you know, we, we love each other so much, especially it was like, oh, I don't want to disappoint so-and-so and all that kind of thing. But then there we are, you know, spending 15 fucking hours a day in meetings and getting shit done. Mm. Fuck all done, you know? And then oh, yeah. feeling shitty about that, and then like you know, so yeah, it, it, it's a balance that's that's needed, and it ain't easy, you know. And some days, you know, you just need a fucking meeting, and it's just nice that you can just go. I love it. 
it's up to me to get to maintain that balance though got to ask myself what's necessary what's needed how many are you doing a day well so i i, I do um probably one every two days at the at the minimum in this zoom world <laughs> Now, here's the figure that actually happens. So yeah. the minimum is first. <laughs> so that, that's that's the minimum is that I'll uh, I might go two days without one, as much as three days in between, but generally two. But I have like okay, here's a Tuesday one. Yep. Um, there's a Thursday one that I do. A Friday, I'm I'm a chairman, a chairperson. Okay, that that I'm gonna do a Saturday probably, and maybe a Sunday. But sometimes I might not. But then there's these musicians meetings. See, I got these different niches, right? Exactly. Some musician meetings that I catch. I got to do a fucking uh, Nick A meeting, you know, uh, Nicotine Anonymous once a week at least, maybe twice. So, yeah, there's different streams about this. And then there's the, the bed, bath, and beyond, you know, and the fucking kitchen and the this and the that. Fucking kitchen yeah. cupboard. And, the, and the, you know. But then as well, like you said, so you want to support like, oh, shit. But then like a mate starts a new meeting where it's all we can do is post the link. And then if we don't go as well, after we post the link, it's kind of one of those things where it's like, well, I thought there'd be, you know. Yeah. Sometimes, you well, know, it's just silence is good. And other times people just like they're afraid of it. So it, It's yeah. nice to have someone like you there who can do a solid five, ten minutes, just, you know, joking like, hey, but, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I could pull I could pull a rap out of my ass. Hey Rocky, watch me pull a rap out of my ass. I can nothing up my sleeve. Oops, wrong ass. <laughs> That's a, Do you have hairs in America? Hairs as in rabbits? Yeah. Uh yeah, we do. Do you know what the difference between a hair and a rabbit is? Uh no, I don't, Mark. Do tell. Hair out of your ass, but not a rabbit. Fair enough. Sorry, old joke. Yeah, no. Stick, stick around life ring and you'll learn it. No, it's a good one. I don't know, man. Do you have places, though, that you won't go in the sense, like, where it's just uh, bang, one bad meeting there and it's not, not, I'm not going back? Or you give mm -hmm. everything? I think you said that before, where you, you give every two or three goes, no? You mightn't go straight away back. Yeah, I mean, uh, the, um, there's a, there's a there's a couple that I haven't uh, been back to. They didn't interest me, or there might have been a little bit too much of the of the God stuff or something. Um, it's weird, but th but yet some of the meetings that I love a lot, like the Mad Hatters in Australia, um, that's a that's a traditional meeting. It's a little gaudy sometimes, but I love those people, you know. Um, there's a handful of others that I do, so it just depends. I think. Just like any any of us, it depends on what side of the bed I walk on. You know, if I don't get something out of a meeting, it's not always, you know, that there's something wrong with me. But um, I do have to ask myself the question as if I'm coming in with a fucking attitude, you know. And that's a fair question. Um, and sometimes the answer is no. It's a fucking shitty meeting. Okay, fair enough. You know, <laughs> And I'm the judge of that, you know. So, But yet I know well enough that it might have been shitty for me, but for the other 18 people there... Uh, you know, at least, you know, if it was a really shitty meeting, then, you know, but yeah, there was still probably at least four or five that it was a fucking awesome meeting for, you know. Right. That's cool. More so power you to Sorry? 
I said more power, more power to him, man. More higher power, man. Higher power. Yeah, that's funny. Higher <laughs> power. Yeah, first time I was like, I was like, geez, they're being bombed already. No. Nope. <laughs> I love those fuckers, man. It is such a... But they're so fucking idiotic half the time as well. But at the same time, they're just like, they're naked, man. And sometimes literally. I mean, we took our shirts off uh, on, on several occasions, that, but I was only there the one time. But I mean, that, that's a regular thing. Male and female alike. I mean, that's a fucking AA meeting as far as I'm concerned. You know, you can't beat that. It's like a hard dick. You can't beat it. But that that's actually doesn't make any sense. Be told. Yeah, I mean, it's actually easy to beat. You know? um, I heard someone say that, and I never really did understand it. I just like saying it. But maybe if it's too hard, you can't, I suppose. But I don't know. Uh, I've got a question or two about anonymity for you. Oh, okay. So, grabbing someone's number in a WhatsApp group, what's your opinion on that? It's fair game, because it's like the number written on the wall in a building? <laughs> or no opinion on it? Because um, <clears throat> I, I, uh, yeah. I've grabbed people's numbers from the WhatsApp yeah, group. No, I, I even did it last night, and I had a great chat with a, with a friend of mine. Yeah, I just didn't have their number saved. Sometimes I'll scroll down and be like, who the fuck is that? And then a lot of times people don't have a photo up or else you'll have a photo of a guitar or something. Yeah. <coughs> I think I think it's uh, I think it's fair enough. If you're in a WhatsApp group, um, if you know what it's all about, then, you know, you know, your, your number is public. Um, unless you've done it, a private conversation with someone in WhatsApp, you know, that's totally different Then it's not accessible to anybody else. But if it is, you know, and I've done this before, you know, it's like, yeah, where I'd, I'd be like, so-and-so, uh, I think this is you. Um, if not, you know, you know, sorry about that. But, uh, yeah, hey, I was looking for some kind of thing about this, that, or the other, whatever. But uh, I think it's fair game. And then if they say, you know, go fuck off or whatever, then, you know, it's up to them. But I think it's fair game. Mm. Yeah, that's my attitude. And then what about me, for example, then... Because when I send out my text for Plus New, it's like, Mike G, Saturday. Uh, yeah. What's that about, in your opinion? Is that okay? Because I had one or two people looking at me. That's, that's against the rules. And I was there like, what? And then I had one or two people who, in front of the other people, I said, that's against the rules. I love that idea, Mark. And I, I'm literally, I'm looking over at the other person. Come on, fucking say what you said to me the other day. No, you won't, no. No, you won't, no. <laughs> what, what, what do you mean it's against the rules? To... to... To talk so about it's, it's kind of promoting principles versus personalities or something so i'm like uh, this person's a better speaker maybe or you know like you can know that mike g is speaking on saturday or mikey from yeah. oh my god or josie yeah it's not to create a buzz or it is to create a buzz you know what i mean i think it's nice yeah. to be going in to know arlene to speak like you were at arlene the other day like and it's yeah, fucking, oh yeah just a, yeah it's an amazing listening thing it's fucking she's beautiful she's amazing she's funny mm-hmm uh, I look forward to listening to that reading back or her speaking because the first line was no reading and I was there like no I normally do a limerick but I thought Frank was going to be here she's uh oh she's awesome I owe that one to Declan actually Declan introduced me to her yeah yeah top notch and so yeah I would want to know when she's speaking again yeah I, di I disagree with that I mean I, I um in terms of uh who's speaking when or whatever I mean I, don't get me wrong I'm a uh, 
I'm uh, against the quote unquote, you know, cult of personality of like, oh, this is, you know, fucking, uh, you know, this famous musician or this famous whatever speaking and all that kind of thing. And I'm like, that's cool. Fantastic. You know, I'm like, I don't necessarily need to hear him. I mean, okay, no, that's great. Um, I mean, I'm not going to suck their dick or anything. It's not, I'm, it's not because they're famous. They got a better message or something, or maybe it's more interesting. I don't know. You know, I, I, it, it, it rankles me in a sense that, I mean, and don't get me wrong, nothing wrong with it. But because everybody's who's sober, you know, they got that right, whatever. But um, if it goes to their head, that's their problem, whatever. You know, I don't know. I just don't. I look at a lot of folks and they're like fucking sheep saying, you know, ooh, this one's, a, you know, he's a fucking guru, this, that and the other. Um, I'm like, mm, you know, you know, it's OK to, you know, it's like, oh, that person's clever. I love it. like the way they phrase things and all that kind of thing. But um, I don't know. I, I, I just. uh but so that's one thing, right? That whole, you know, cult of personality thing. But um, at the other end of the, the spectrum there to to know who's speaking when. I mean, I think that's a service. So I don't I don't have any problem with that. I think it's a misapplication of the principles before personalities aspect to, to say that we shouldn't know who's speaking when. Like it's all going to be a fucking surprise. That's my personal opinion. Yeah, my interpretation. But- yeah. Are you more likely to go to a meeting then if you know who is speaking? Or do um, you expect to, I want to go because I want to support my buddy from Atlanta or Tusnu? Well, or... It depends. It, so, like, let's say, for example, <laughs> so-and-so is speaking that, you know, they haven't really done it before. They're still kind of the first few times. I'm, I'm more likely to, to support them. If, the, if it's yeah. someone who I know is like, oh, they got 30 years, so I've heard their shit a few times. I love them to death, but I don't need to fucking be there. They don't yeah. need my support. So, you know, yeah, it just depends. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But then as well, there's power behind some people as well, where it's, like I've often said, you and Frank, like, you know, it's, uh, and Jimmy even, like there's loads of people where I can listen to you tons of times because it's not the same story so <laughs> yeah. the, like the ending might be the same but then there's still like little bits of nuggets like where it's like jesus i don't fucking know that and then it's, well, well, it's like of course i didn't know that i only met you last year and you've had like 50 or 60 years on this planet like right well the part of that's a function of the the so many of the shares which are your little five five minute share you know your your start a topic type of thing or you're maybe 15 or 20 max which is why the one that you had where it's, yeah, take it as long as you want and, you know, finish up at the end if you want to say a little bit more. I'm like, fuck, that was beautiful. That was so cathartic for me because I hadn't been in a situation where I, you know, had a full hour, you know, that's max, a full hour plus. Oh, yeah. That was beautiful, man. That was about the best thing that happened to me in, in 2020, to be honest with you. It's fantastic, man. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, one of a kind. That's the thing as well. Like it's it's Zoom, so like we don't need to give the hall back to OA or CA or NA. You know what I mean? Yeah. And right. then like, I hate the most. Like we were at the meet the other night, and uh, it's like, uh, oh, that's time. It's like market is hand raised. Yes, I would like to fucking speak actually. You know what I mean? Or it's yeah. like, who gives a shit about two minutes over or four minutes? And then as well, like, like Joe Rogan or hate Joe Rogan, I don't care who, you know what I mean? He had a great yeah. thing he said before. Why does a podcast have to be an hour long? Why does it have to be three hours long? No, it doesn't. Yeah. You know? Someone just came along and said, this is the time limit that most of them are. So this is the one we're going to do. 
Mm-hmm. Like a meeting should be 40 minutes if it needs to be. Should be fucking an hour if it needs to be. An hour and 20. Like, unless we physically need to give the hall back to someone. Yeah. Done, you know? But then there's, there's all this strategy where it's like, oh, I, you're not meant to talk about that. And this, and that. Oh, fuck off. Jesus. Yeah. The same people as well have said you, you could use the, the leg of the chair as the higher power, yeah? You don't want yeah. me talking about smoking a joint? <laughs> yeah, fucked. You know what I mean? It's 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 stupidity at the highest level. You know? Well, that's the that's beauty more. of the the uh, <clears throat> you know the autonomy of the meetings. Um, it's beautiful in that you know if a bunch of folks decide that like yep we want all cameras on or yep we're going to keep it to two minutes and thirty seconds um, mm-hmm. and then you get the warning and then it's three minutes. It doesn't matter if you just said you just been fucking raped. You know we're going to go off and you know here's time with the weather so to speak right as uh, as yeah. uh, as uh, Bill Hicks said it was fucking brilliant. Um, but uh, I personally like um, I'm, I'm in favor of kind of a loosey goosey thing, but I wouldn't don't get me wrong. I wouldn't want all the meetings to be that way. I just yeah. like I don't want to interrupt somebody. I want to let them speak as long as they want, whatever it is. And, you know, um, if people are bored, they'll fucking do something else. Um, if the meeting sucks, then they'll say they won't come back. But it's going to be perfect for somebody. You know, I love the organic element of a, of a fucking meeting and just like. So I'm not one who's in favor of a lot of the restrictions and structure and what you can or can't talk about. You know, that whole singleness of purposing, you know, a lot of people misunderstand what that's all about. You know, that's a whole nother fucking conversation. You know, you could talk about drugs. It's in the big book. You know, I got it fucking right here. You know, Um, Dr. Alcoholic Addict, you know, or what it's called now. um, And acceptance is the answer. Yeah. You know, he's talking about... uh, Immediately started taking and shooting pet pills. Eventually, I was taking 45 milligrams of the long-acting Benzedrine and 45 of the short-acting just to get out of bed in the morning. Uh, for the leveling off process, I just loved intravenous Demerol, but I found it hard to practice good medicine while shooting morphine. No shit. Beautiful. There's your drugs. Big book. Yeah, what are you saying? But if a group says, you know, we don't want to talk about that, it's fine. That's their decision, you know? It's not like, we don't want AA to all be one way. Fuck, fuck no. That's the beauty of the whole thing. The diversity of opinion, the diversity of the different groups, the autonomousness, let them be as, as they are. They're going to attract the people that, that like that kind of shit, you know? Perfect. That's why things like Hollywood Late Night uh, need to be there and um, all this shit, man. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, man. You don't like it, go find another fucking meeting because there's a shit ton of them. <laughs> fact. Like there should be, you know what I mean? Like women only meet, men only meet, nicotine, like whatever yeah. the fuck. Open. Like it should just be whatever you want, you know? Um, yeah. I was telling someone the other day where it's, I, I haven't been to too many meetings in real life where there was children running around. Mm-hmm. I don't think it'll bother me. I think that might fuck them up in a few years when someone is talking about certain things. But like, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, the single mother can fucking breastfeed, turn her camera off, boom, turn it back on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, she can fucking, she doesn't need to get a sitter to go to her hour long meeting. It doesn't take her an hour to get to an hour, a minute fucking meet, you know? Exactly. Or father or whoever, parents, sorry. Yeah. Not yeah, because dad's breastfeed too, right? You know, they can get that thing. Let <laughs> us see that thing. No, <laughs> no, but I, I, I can. Imagine. I think you're. I've seen. Yeah, 
Oh, that's fucking brilliant. I love it. Yeah, I, was, I, was, I have heard of it. I've imagined it in my head, but I haven't gone to fucking Amazon and taken a look at what one looks like or whatever. Sure, I'll send you one. I only need one of them. I, I haven't stolen a child in years. Ever since I got sober, that I haven't, I haven't robbed the child. So, yeah, oh, good on you. See? There's, there's been time. There's been time. <laughs> yeah. Tell me then, Mikey. Uh, you have a slogan or a passage or advice given in early recovery that you, you, you love or you, you like giving to people or that the one you just read there now or do you have other things? Or, um, or did you make your own? Some people make up their own. I like no, the I think for, that for the beginner, book. you know, that I think of, of, of a slogan that, that I would say would be um, helpful for the beginner in, 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 uh, in, in maintaining, obtaining and maintaining sobriety would be uh, do whatever works. Beautiful. Yeah. I like that one. Yeah. Until it stops working, then do something else. And if, uh, if you can't find something else, call somebody and maybe they can help you. I mean, that, that's the essence of, of what's going on here, as far as I'm concerned. Nice. Yeah, peer support, as they call it, yeah, in the biz. Yeah, the um, I wouldn't recommend the the three shits philosophy um, necessarily, you know, to all newcomers. But certainly, once you've been in a, in, in a while, I think it makes sense. But you know, but for right off the bat, for sure, um, do whatever works. Find your way. How does um hearing someone slip or relapse or picking up a drink make you feel does it like encourage you discourage you scare you you know Mm. regardless of someone having a few months or like say someone you you meet and they have like 10 years yeah like does that just make your head go like oh well that's a funny so there's a complex uh thing that happens the first thing is an echo of the the kool-aid dogmatic thinking of Oh, they must have done something wrong. They must have worked the program wrong because the program is so fucking perfect that if anybody does it wrong, uh, you know, it's their problem and not the program or whatever. Or, you know, if you don't feel the presence of God, who moved or whatever, you know, that (laughs) mindset, that kind of thinking where, you know, well, naturally you did something wrong. You picked up a fucking drink. Okay. Is it wrong? I guess it is. I mean, you know, we were trying not to do it. Okay. Fair enough. But that that's an echo, you know. What happens is typically there's some compassion that I get to rustle up and practice that because that's not my natural thing. It's not my go-to. So uh, there's several things that happen. One is that it, I, I go to the, hmm, let's chalk this into the reminder file of, yep, this is a disease, if you believe that. you know, I don't know that I do, but I, I'm using the, the basic phrase that, yeah, this is a thing that can you know fuck you up and... It's not necessarily gone forever, and you know, you, you kind of have to be vigilant. Okay, let's let's say that. Um, I need to be vigilant, and um, compassion for the individual. Oh, yeah. So you must be hurting now. How can I be helpful to you? And then there's a part of me that says, okay, yeah. What did you learn? Um, and I don't mean that in a fucking snarky way. I mean it's like because I want to hear, and I want them to say that's like, yep. Yeah, yeah. And it wasn't any different. 
And I thought I would da 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 because that's fucking helpful to me because I need to be reminded of that. Just like it was for the nicotine, man. I fucking forgot. So, yeah, that's, you know, but yeah, compassion. Um, and then the other aspect of like, you know, hey, man, we're here for you. You're in the right place, whatever. Don't, you don't have to fucking feel, you can, you can feel ashamed as you want to. Let me put that away. I don't even want to. I don't want to say don't feel ashamed because, you know, yeah, if, you, if, if shame is your thing and that's going to drive you to, you know, okay, fair enough. There's not a lot of positive reasons to do shame, but but sometimes, especially when you come in, it can be your friend <laughs> and that it keeps you in the program or, or, or whatever. So for a little while, yeah, play around with that shit, right? And then you can do some codependency work and get rid of it. But, you know, for right now, if it's working, again, whatever works, right? Use it for sure. Or not. <laughs> yeah. But then in the sense where it's like, um, how, how do you respond to that person then? Like, do you, do you talk with them one-on-one? -on -one? Like, do you, like, you just try break it down in the sense where it's like, huh, so. Do I respond to? Right or not doing it wrong or, like, because I've often said to Nelly, like the way you just mentioned cigarettes there, where it's like, mm -hmm. if she was to have a slice of meat or something, would that just be like, you know, relapsing, like in the sense where it's like, fuck, I've missed chicken. All of a sudden, then she's just at KFC the whole time, biting our fingers off trying to eat the fucking shit, you know? Like the way you, did with, you know, like the way you did with cigarettes, and the way I did with weed as well, lad, where it's yeah. like, straight away, it's like, fuck, this is incredible. Like, uh, um the person who once told me it's I'm an alcoholic because I can't have enough. It's not because I drank too much. Yeah. I can't have enough. I suppose. I suppose. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I guess it, it might be different for different people. I can't. I can't say. But um, you know, and with with eating meat or whatever that type of thing. I mean, that's uh, you know, there's an element I think where addiction is sort of it's whatever it is. Uh, I got a bunch of them. Um, and then there's the thing that's, I think there's things that are specific to, to alcohol as well. But what I tell, you know, what, what do I have to say to an individual who, if anybody comes to me for any kind of help or whatever, mainly what I'm, what I'm going to do is fucking listen, because there's not a whole lot I can say in the sense of, you know, what I, this is my, the way I like to help people is that I'm, I'm a, a fucking library of approaches. So. It's like, here's one approach, here's another approach, here's another approach. Or here's the way I've done it. Or like, this is the way I did it like 15 years ago and this fucking worked for me. I wouldn't do it now, not me. I mean, but it might work for you like right now, you know. Like, I don't give a shit. Um, if something can help somebody see it in a way or get them out of something or, you know, there's no need for folks to necessarily, you know, I mean, I want people to be happy, but I also want them to be honest you know i mean i love hanging around with people who are they don't have to be happy all the time but if as long as they're fucking honest that's cool um and there's not much i can do with some people all i can do is listen and that's fine because yeah. um, a lot of folks work shit out on their own especially if they've you know been around a while i think most people do anyway but um you know there's that fog in that first, you know, few months or year or two, whatever, where you, you really don't know a whole lot of what's going on. And that's, that's cool too. That's why we all hang out with each other. We have, we have each other, but after a while you start doing esteemable things, you know, whether you're working the steps or you're just doing the things that are sort of embodied in the steps, 
like service work and being honest and being willing and this and that and sort of keeping an open mind and stuff like that. You do a bunch of that over a period of time, you're going to fucking change. It's just that simple. And um, so then, you know, your decision making apparatus might might yield better results now and again. But you still have other alkies to fucking check shit out with. So that's good, too. But, you know, yeah, be supportive. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know what to tell people um, that are that are just coming back in or whatever. I mean, aside from, you know, we're here for you. You know, if you need to vent, you need to rant, whatever, you know, I'm here to listen. I'm here to, you know, maybe validate, whatever. I don't know. But I don't, you know, I hear a lot of people say that they don't co-sign each other's bullshit. And um, I don't know. I'll, I'll co-sign anything, man. I don't give a fuck, you know. Uh, I'm not going to be a judge, you know, because I've heard so many people say, it's like, well, you know, what you're really doing is doing this and that kind of thing. It's like, you know, you don't fucking know that. <laughs> I mean, that's bullshit. I, I'm just, I am going to support people. That's what I'm going to do is I'm going to support them in their fucking, uh, you know, if they're here, that means they have a, a desire to, to do something different and to get better. I'm going to support them. You know, if I have some experience where they say, yeah, I'm going to go and, 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 and do this. And um, I'd say, well, let me, let me just share this with you. Um, I kind of had a similar thing and I did this. And so you might want to think twice about that, but um, you know, if they're, if they say they're going to do it, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to judge them or shame them in the sense of saying, well, you shouldn't do that because blah, 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 blah. because the program says, blah, 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 and blah, blah. you know, I'm like, fuck that. You know, I'm going to try and be supportive, but at the same time, just honest and say, well, here's, here's the thing, you know, but it might be different for you. You know, it was not good for me to do, but it might, it might be exactly what you need to do. I can't fucking say, you know, yeah, so I'm here to support. That uh, whatever. If that's just fucking nineteen thirties, whatever. If that was a horse, this is like a fucking Mustang or something. Whatever your quote goes, it's like this is a fucking steam engine or some shit. Oh yeah, about the whole Zoom thing. That's yeah. uh, yeah, yeah. That, you know, that's that's definitely what I what I like to say. This is the internal combustion engine, the Zoom thing, and the face to face meetings, as far as I'm concerned, are like the horse and buggy. Yeah. Um, now. Having said it, you know, a lot of people think that's the real thing and this is all fake stuff or whatever, you know. I'm not going to take it away from them. I just totally fucking disagree. And um, they can have it. That's perfectly fine. And I'll see them fucking in, I don't know, five years from now, whatever, if they're not going to fucking Zoom. Because I ain't going, I ain't leaving the fucking house for fuck's sake, you know, for a meeting. It'll be a novelty, you know. It's just like uh, I've said, you know, on, uh, on, on Christmas Eve, it's nice to take, you know, your significant other on a, in a horse and buggy, you know, and, and, and sip fucking, you know, soft cider and, um, you know, pretend it's snowing if that's where you live or whatever and, and say, whoa, you know, this is nice horse and buggy. Hmm. Smells like shit. Oh, okay. Whatever. Well, glad I don't have to clean it up. Yeah. You know, but aside from that novelty, there's not a whole lot of reason for me to do that. At least not now. I might change my mind, but I don't think so. I, I feel as though this is ticking all the boxes. I see a lot of folks that they, they just don't feel that way. They don't see it that way. And, and, you know, I'll let them have that. That's perfectly fine. I'm not going to try and change their mind. It makes me a little sad, but, you know, not that sad. Yeah, I'll get over it. One want to end up. Three wishes if a genie came out of a bottle. 
I don't know why you have the bottle in your hand though, Mike G. Fucking milk carton. If the genie comes out of the milk carton, yeah? Okay. Lactose, I presume you're one of those folks. And says, I'll give you three wishes. What are your three wishes? And I said to someone the other day, and you can't wish for more wishes. Do you know what the fucker said uh, back to me? What? Deadly. I'll, I'll wish for more genies. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> there you go. That's a... I've never heard that the other day. No, that's, that's brilliant. That's easy. Give me more genies. <laughs> yeah. And that's a totally, uh, that's a totally alcoholic, uh, yeah, that's a totally alcoholic thing to say. I dig that. Um, I'm still okay. Here's okay. Um, here's what my wishes would be. Um, I wish that everybody could have a genie, and I wish that. Nobody could have a wish that would harm others. And I wish that um, that there would be more open-mindedness in the world. Oh. Yeah. It's a beautiful way to finish, Mike. Um, you have your guitar there, actually. You know that song I love? I love that plastic voice. Would you play huh. it and we finish on that, if you have the time? I can do it. Plastic pie? Yeah. Oh, well, okay. my favorite thing. All right. What the hell? I love the big Lebowski. This is, this is one of my favorite things. Well, well thank you for that. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll do that now. Okay. Look at this sexy left-handed guitar. Is that, is that uh, audio pretty good? That sounds incredible. Okay. I'm telling you. Okay. Yeah, Plastic Pie. Um, it's actually, uh, the name of this is called One in a Million. Okay. You sold your soul For a piece of the plastic pie footsteps right behind You'll be the one to beg and wallow in your slime But justice always comes in i 
lesson to be learned. to be learned when all is said and done it is the peaceful one building his castles under the sun oh, taking the bullets out of his gun not in a Like the gods are on your side Your kids are calling you Daddy, read us a nursery rhyme But you're out Balling the neighbor's wife Mark, I feel the same way about you. Yeah, hairy motherfucker. I am. That's just awesome. Yeah. 